the issue of sex work decriminalization in South Africa has been a very long and lengthy debate, one which came back to the mainstream when the South African Law Commission gave out their report on the status of what they think the law reform should look like. At the time, people who work in sex work, human rights, advocacy spaces were very disappointed with the contents of that. And I think it does speak again to the issue of the lack of leadership from the Department of Justice, who should be leading this process, really. In your opinion, what role does prejudice play in policymakers' decision regarding decriminalization? If you're using morals and religion and culture or whatever beliefs of individuals to impact on entire industry of people who are themselves not homogeneous is firstly unfair but also unconstitutional. The constitution does give different rights, you know, the rights to organizing and forming labor unions, the right to employment, the right to safety and security. All of these rights are also rights that sex workers have. Again, when it comes to sex work decrim, somehow people don't want to understand the issue of transaction and exchanges. Whereas, in fact, some government campaigns work as such. But if you have to talk about the implications, the specific implications for public health, what would you say? The continuous denial of rights of sex workers mean death, literally mean death. People are literally being killed. We know in the media some of the more higher profile cases that have been covered where, you know, people have been convicted of murdering sex workers in the line of duty. The other problem is that sex workers then become even more vulnerable to diseases that could be firstly prevented, that secondly could be managed. But because they're sex workers, they're already neglected and already not being seen as people who should be a target for certain services, which means they then have to live with lifelong morbidities of illness and disease. The Law Reform Commission's report clearly states that the Commission doesn't regard sex work as a reasonable means to secure a person's living in South Africa because it regards sex work as exploitation. In your experience as a reproductive health doctor who have worked with sex workers, how much of sex work is exploitation? Exploitation and sex work don't go hand in hand. If anything is exploitation, it ceases to become sex work. Sex work is remuneration or exchange of some form of remuneration for sexual pleasure given by two consenting adults or more consenting adults in cases of threesomes and orgies and all those types of things. The key is that there is consent. The second thing is that there is an age limit. We know the age of consent in South Africa for sexual acts. So there's no way where there's coercion, there's violence, there's a threat of violence, where there's exploitation, where someone takes the money earned and there's these, you know, these dates and people keep people's passports. That's not sex work. And often I will tell you, women who are sex workers, they have agency. Many, 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 many sex workers still choose sex work, even when presented with other forms of work. There is something about women who are able to negotiate when they want to work. Sex work has no time limit. You literally can be your own boss and run your life and organize your life in the way that you want. And let's be honest, sex work has a lot of money in it. So when people come and say, well, let's teach women how to bead, people don't want to be beading. <laughs> they don't want to do A. They don't want to be making clothes. They want to be in sex work. The rest of us who are lawmakers, who are clinicians, who are people in the in the legal spaces and financial sector, for example, should be meeting and assisting sex workers in terms of what are their needs, what are their day-to-day needs to make sure that they remain safe and not vulnerable. 
it doesn't matter that you think any one job is more dignified than the other. There are other jobs that I may not think are dignified, but people are doing it. The question is, should those be punished because they're doing work that I think is not dignified? And that's where we're saying it's not only unfair, but it's unconstitutional. Just because something is undignified and you wouldn't do it, doesn't mean those who do do it must be criminalized and punished.